tap into your most original thinking, organize your ideas, and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Welcome back, everybody, to our podcast. And today we're talking with Sarah Stapleton, all about creativity and how we apply that in the life sciences and in clinical research and marketing. Sarah, just so glad to have you on the program. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. And, you know, I always am interested and I'd like to just kick things off by saying if there was a project on your desk or on your desktop that really requires your creative muscle, your creative attention today, what would that be? So I have several clients on my plate right now. I am just gearing up with a new client that that is focused in drug discovery and drug development. And, you know, it's exciting for me because they haven't had a lot of marketing in the past. They came on board with our team and we're really getting to build out this brand and imagery and all of these creative projects for them. And so it's very exciting to get to go from the, you know, ground up from this exciting company and really build and flush out their marketing. Yeah, a lot of people think that maybe life sciences and the word even clinical research says, hey, it's just the facts. Just put the facts out there. Where does the marketing and creativity come in for you? Yeah, so for us, there definitely is a lot of heavy science. So it kind of depends on where you're at in that life cycle of life sciences. So are you at the very beginning in chemistry and drug discovery, or are you in clinical research where you're with patients? And so there's a lot of opportunity for creative along the way. So just because somebody is working in a lab doesn't mean that they don't like interesting topics and exciting graphics and video and engaging content. Um, People are people, no matter what it is. So as long as you're providing something that's of interest to them, I think you can still be extremely creative, even though the content may not be the most exciting to your everyday Joe. And when you take on a new project, or certainly you're working with a team, what is sort of the first step for you when somebody delivers you the challenge, the brief, you know, and says, this is our need? Where do you begin? I start with what's the goal? What are you trying to do with your marketing? Are you trying to bring in more leads? Are you trying to expand your brand and get people to know who you are in the marketplace? Are you just trying to give yourselves a facelift and bring yourselves into this modern design era. So it's very important to really understand from a client perspective what the goal is, um, because that helps us to drive all of our initiatives um, to really support those business goals. Mm -hmm. And what sort of goals are you hearing? I mean, again, when you think about life sciences and you Mm -hmm. think about, we got to reach the researchers, we got to reach all the way to the patients, what sort of creative challenges are being thrown your way? A lot of the times we're hearing just lead generation. Lead generation is like the the hot button topic when it comes to marketing for, I think probably any industry, but especially life sciences, because we're dealing B2B. Um, And a lot of these people who are decision makers at a pharma company or a biotech are not necessarily somebody you're going to have easy access to. So you're trying to put yourself in their path and kind of spark that knowledge in their eyes of when they have a project, they're going to reach out to your company or when they have a need, they're going to think of you. So we do a lot of brand recognition and lead generation type activities to really put ourselves in those pharma and biotech kind of industry people's minds. 
And I guess when you think about the channels or the mediums that you're working at, are there differences in your mind as far as the creative approach to digital, interactive, mm-hmm. virtual events, things like this that demand a little bit different? It's not person to person, but it's yeah. still human so, to human, as you were describing. Absolutely. So definitely, definitely events are a huge piece of this industry. There's really just no substitute for that networking, that that in-person type of networking. But with COVID and all of the things that have happened, there's been this big boom boom in virtual venues that have been really successful. And not just for a conference, but um, several companies have just created a virtual booth that they host on their website. You know, just kind of an overview, interactive sort of device that can be hosted by a company to really bring in some of those people that you would normally meet networking at an event. And so it's kind of this combo of digital and and in-person that's happening now that's very interesting to see. Mm-hmm. And I was reminded yesterday and talking with an, another guest that you know, sometimes part of our story is that we had missteps, we had potholes, we had obstacles. You know, was, <laughs> there, was there ever, a, and I sound like a job interview question now, but was there ever a time when you said, I just heard it totally wrong. I just missed it. I got it. I got it totally upside down. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I come from not a scientific background. I mean, I have a degree in English and biology. So there are several missteps when it comes to marketing some of these extremely complex scientific ideas where I just totally miss the mark and somebody will come back and say, this doesn't make sense. My favorite is like, I'll send an image or a graphic and there, and a chemist will come back and say, yeah, that molecule doesn't even make any sense. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't look like that. Yeah, exactly. It is a reminder that it's a team sport. Yes, absolutely. Definitely. And how's that working for you now as the teams are dispersed and remote? You know, it's, I've been remote for several years now, even prior to COVID. So I'm kind of used to working in that type of environment, but with the influx of like Zoom and Teams and all of that, I still feel like there's a lot of that collaborative effort that can go on remote and I feel like digital pathways to people is still very effective. And for me personally, if I don't have all the chit chat and all of that, like stopping by my office and the type of thing, I'm much more productive during the day. So I actually really enjoy it. It is interesting. I don't miss the interruptions. I guess maybe I do miss the coffee, (laughs) you know, kind of stop by the water cooler conversations. Yeah. I'm usually the interrupter. Maybe that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that can definitely be fun. I was in the office and had, you know, a dose of that. And that was really wonderful. But I'm excited to be back in my office at home. That's good. (laughs) And what about your creative inspirations, Sarah? I'm curious, what outside work and what outside the office do you enjoy to kind of recharge the creative batteries? I spend as much time kind of outside as I can. So whether that's in nature or farmer's markets or whatever it is. And I take a lot of creative inspiration from sort of like independent coffee shops. So these are people who are, they sell the same thing as Starbucks. They sell the same thing as anybody else on the marketplace, but they are so dialed in on their differentiators. And it is such a fantastic thing to just see and watch of how they are bringing people in because they're different. And I feel like in life science, that really translates because so many people do the same services. It's really what makes you different in the marketplace that's going to sell you to another client. And so I feel like independent coffee shops just do that so well. So good. A lot lot of lessons learned there, isn't there? 
when there's a coffee shop on every corner, it's like absolutely competitors. So. <laughs> lot, lot to learn from competitive, I guess, marketing. Yes. I love it. And I was noticing on your LinkedIn profile, you've had some uh, volunteer experience. How does maybe working with nonprofits and volunteering help stimulate some creative thinking? I love to work in my community. I've volunteered with Habitat for Humanity for forever <laughs> since college. Um, and I get involved in several, you know, community activities. Um, and honestly, that's more of a creative break for me. So it's a way to just disconnect from work and really focus on doing something in my community that I normally in my everyday life wouldn't be able to do. So good. And do you have any other creative projects that you're working on? I paint in my free time. So oh, I, I just finished some painting activities and things like that. My brother has a new house and, and requested a painting. So I did something for their new place. But from a work perspective, we're really focusing in on these uh, digital efforts and website designs and things like that for this client. Oh, terrific. Yeah. Well, listeners, my guest is Sarah Stapleton. She's an account strategist with a life science agency. And as we've been hearing, creativity from all directions, volunteer work, hobbies, and so forth. So Sarah, looking ahead, you know, we're all looking around the corner. We're looking mm -hmm. for brighter days. We're all optimistic about what the next year might be. What, what's on your horizon? What are you thinking about? For me, I am super interested in these um, virtual event venue type activities. I think it's really fascinating about how we're digitally interacting with people. You know, around the industry, we've heard forever that it's the eight second rule. You know, you've got eight seconds to grab somebody's attention before they're going to, you know, scroll on past you. So for me, it's all about this digital interaction that next steps into a person interaction. You know, people can see your content all day long, but if they're not interacting with you or with it, then it's just noise. So I am really focusing on all of these cool, innovative ways that people are finding to virtually connect with people that leads to, to actual in-person interactions. And I guess I think about part of our podcast is making connections. So many people listening are also looking for almost the virtual networking aspects of, you know, you, you hear something on a podcast and you say, that's really cool. But what kind of connections or network partners would you be looking for? Yeah, for me, I'm always looking to connect with people who are either in life science or just in marketing in general, especially B2B marketing. I feel like there's so much that can be shared across industries when it comes to, to any sort of digital marketing. You know, there's, there's a lot that translates industry to industry. So I love to hear from people. I attend a lot of just marketing related events during the year so that I can hear from other people about the success they're having with SEO or what they're seeing with email campaigns that are really working well. And right. so I love to just connect with other marketing people to see what they're doing. Oh, fantastic. Well, if folks wanted to reach out and connect with you and follow your work, where's the best place to do that? Yeah, sure. They can absolutely reach out to me on LinkedIn or by email. My email is sarahs at scoremarketing.com. Fantastic. Well, I'm sure you'll get some new connections on LinkedIn. That's yes. what it's all about here is to keep building our creative portfolio of connections. Absolutely. Yeah, very good. Well, listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. I, I know I have with Sarah Stapleton, an account strategist in life science marketing. Sarah, I just really appreciate you having time to be on the program. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been awesome. 
And listeners, come back. We're going to continue our round-the-world journeys where we talk to creative people about how they get inspired, how they organize their ideas, and of course, most of all, how they gain the confidence and the connections to launch their work out into the world because that's what it's all about. So join me again for the next episode, and we'll continue to unlock your world of creativity. See you soon. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliQ Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and ThePeaceRoom.Love. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get the book, A World of Creativity, for a special price of $5.98 for paperback. And the Kindle version is only $0.99. Go to mark-stinson.com to take advantage of this special offer.